0: Welcome in to Main Street preps this week. I'm Tyler Palmatier Russell Bonozzi with us as usual. We have two great guests today I think. Uh, both kind of represented some breaking news in the last couple weeks and uh, and, and the Metro Nashville Public School system, we're going to start off with Hunter's Lane, boys basketball coach, new boys basketball coach, Katrina Carter, and then uh, Damian Harris is going to join us later. He is the former Pearl Cone associate head coach who just took the East Nashville head coaching job. Certainly the the hottest uh, opening probably in Metro. Uh, Russell, how are you doing? I'll let you get us going with Katrina here in a second whenever whenever she comes in.
1: Yeah, doing well. I'm excited about the, the two guests we've got on there. Um. Uh, not new faces to the Nashville scene, but but new roles. So excited to talk uh, about those and kind of how they came to be. Uh, before we get to all that, though, I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. All right, let's go ahead and bring in Katrina Carter now, the new head coach at Hunter's Lane for the boys basketball team. Katrina, thanks for, thanks for being here. Oh, not a problem at
2: all. Thank you for having me.
1: So Katrina, I'm, I'm sure people here remember that Hillsboro girls team that you got, that you had in 2009, went 34 and one, uh, earned the state title. Just a, a fantastic season. You went on to coach at Pearl Cone in Whites Creek as well. But I understand you've been you've been away from town for a little bit. Um, can you kind of fill us in on what you've been up to
2: during your time away from Nashville? Oh, yes. Uh, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and while there, you know, I kind of took a break off from coaching. You know, sometimes we have to step away and just kind of get our bearings back. Um Never lost the love for the game, Um, but just moving in another direction. I moved from teaching in high school to teaching in middle school, so it was a different direction for me, Um, but what brought me back to Nashville is um, I came back to help take care of my mother, who is uh, 76 years old, Um, so I'm back here in Nashville um, being a caretaker and also uh, continuing my career in teaching, and, and this year will continue my career in coaching.
0: Yeah. And and Katrina, uh, obviously the, the the interesting storyline about what you're going to be doing is coaching the Hunter's lane boys basketball program. Um, What are you, it's, it's a little bit unique. What are you most excited about, about coaching uh, boys? I mean, obviously you've talked to anybody. There's a difference there between how you coach them and boys and girls. There's a difference. What are you most excited about in, in this new venture?
2: Well, the thing I'm most excited about in this new venture is uh, the athleticism that, you know, you'll face from from night to night. Um, I, you know, I want to teach the boys about more than just what goes on in between, you know, the basketball lines and and with basketball. I want to teach them about life and how to be productive citizens. Um, so that's what I really look forward to doing. Um, but I look forward to them competing every single night on the go Um and teaching. Um, I think a lot of things that we've gotten away from, we've gotten away from teaching the fundamentals. And I think, you know, we have to go back to teaching the fundamentals because we have a lot of kids who are very, very athletic, but can't do the simple things. Um, You know, and just having that understanding, um, creating menteeships for them, letting them be able to, you know, talk to people so they can understand how hard and how difficult it really is. I have a lot of students that say they want to play college basketball, but with the college portal that we have now, um, not very many college coaches are giving out scholarships to freshmen. So they really have to be on their P's and Q's um, academically, but also athletically as well.
1: And Katrina, there aren't many women uh, coaching boys basketball, as, as I'm sure you know. Uh, there is at least one other uh... – female coach, head coach in the area, uh, Sherry Abner at Westmoreland after she was at Green Hill for a few years before that coaching girls basketball. But um, do you think it's kind of neat to step out like this and to to coach boys and to to maybe show that it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference who you're coaching or what do you just kind of think about that?
2: Oh, yeah, I think it's a very unique opportunity and situation to step out and, you know, open people's eyes to the fact that, you know, we shouldn't really look at people's sex, but really look at their ability to bring certain things to the program and their ability to coach and teach. Um, the way I look at it is, um, you know, when you have the pedigree, you have the pedigree and it's going to work with anybody, um, but you have to have buy in from your athletes, Um And you also have to teach them certain things that they need for life. Um, Once they know that you care, they'll run through a brick wall for you. Um, So it's a very, very unique situation, um, If anybody's equipped and ready and built for it, I would definitely say I am. Um, I have a lot of experience with it. Um, I come from a household where I have two older brothers and I'm the youngest of the two. So um, I'm definitely ready for it, excited for it. Um, You know, I want to make another state run um, and it would be something amazing if I had two state titles, One, getting ready to work hard and get it done.
0: Yeah, the youngest sibling sometimes turns out to be the toughest sibling in a lot of uh, situations there, Katrina. Uh, I'm curious, how did the conversation start initially when you applied for the job? Did anybody in particular encourage you to apply and pursue the opening? How did the ball get rolling, get your name in?
2: Um, Well, um, like I said, I moved back to Tennessee in October. um, And so I was fortunate to to land at Hunters Lane High School. um, And when I got here, I learned that the coach had – left um, previously before the school year even started. So um, the previous coach, Coach Sewell, had to step back into the role. Um, And so when the position came open, um, you know, I was asked, you know, would I be interested in coaching again? Because I'd been away from it for a while. Um, And it took a lot of uh, thought prayer, um, and just making sure that, you know, first things first, that home was okay. And that my mom, you know, had the help and the assistance that she needed, um, in order for me to be able to do this. Um, and with her blessing, you know, she was like, Hey, go for it. Um, and so I went forward and, you know, put my best foot forward, you know, and the things that I do well, um, you know, as far as scouting, doing scouting reports and teaching and teaching fundamentals. But most importantly, I stay on top of my kids, whether it's boys or girls heavily about their academics. Um, so um, those were the things that really pushed me and, and got me there. And so I went and I interviewed and, you know, the rest is history.
1: So Katrina, I got to see Hunters Lane play eventual Division II single-A state champion Good Pasture last season. Um, I was came away really impressed. They battled hard and made it a really a tight game for three quarters. Um, the team did struggle for most of the rest of the season, and I know three of the, the team's top four scorers are, are graduating this spring. Do you kind of view this as a fresh start all the way around, with you know a lot of new players, and then of course uh, a new coach and yourself?
2: Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to consider it as a fresh start. You know, we are going to be learning. We're going to have our growing pains. We're going to have our ups and downs. Um, we're going to take a few beatings. Um, we're going to hand a couple of them out. Um, You know, I just, I wanted my kids to be able to step up and compete every single night and understand that they put their shorts and their jersey on the same way everybody else does. Um, And we're not backing down from anybody. We're we're showing up and giving our best. And at the end of the night, if they can say they gave everything that they had and needed to, you know, hey, I have no complaints at all about what's going on. So um, we're going to get better. We're definitely going to get better. Um, We're going to grow. We are going to be really young, which is an advantage for us. Um, I get to have these kids for a little while longer, um, watch them grow and improve and, and get better, um, and be able to compete every single night. And hopefully some of them will go to college.
0: And Hunter's lane, of course, uh, last state tournament appearance came in 2006. Uh, Katrina, it seemed like there was a time the best athletes, and this was years ago, the best athletes in school played every sport, or it wasn't hard to convince them to come play a certain sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, How much about this job is just getting the best athletes or best basketball players to come out, join the team, find some kind of role, whether it's a starting role or uh, something secondary?
2: Uh, Well, I think it goes back even further than that. Uh, Back in those days, you know, the kids that lived in the neighborhood came to their neighborhood schools. Nowadays, we don't have the kids in our neighborhoods coming to our schools. They're opting out to go to the schools that are winning. And it's it's no knock against the schools that are winning, but they're having to wait two years, sometimes three years before they even get their start or their shine or be able to contribute in a, in a way that impacts their team. Um, I think, first of all, we have to get our kids that are in our neighborhood schools and our feeder schools coming back to us um, versus, you know, going elsewhere. Um, But also too, you know, you have to respect the parents' choice if they want to send their student to another school uh, for whatever reason. So for me, the biggest point is getting the kids that are here that want to learn, want to play and are teachable and that they are good gentlemen to, um, you know, come out and play and give me their best. That's all I can ask for.
1: So Hunter's Lane these past couple of seasons was in a district with McGavick and then uh, several Sumner County teams. Uh, but next season it will be McGavick plus Antioch, Cane Ridge, Hillsboro, and Overton. Katrina, what do you like about that league and, and the competition that it'll, it'll bring?
2: Um, well, um, for me, I enjoy either league. Um, you get different benefits from both. Um, from the other league, you get a little bit more of the fundamental skills, um, the backdoor cuts. Um, the different kind of options, um, the setting of the screens, you know, being very patient on offense. Um, more with the metro teams, you get more of the athleticism, more of the fast pace, up and down the floor. Um, you know, the quick hits. Um, you know, intensive defense, in your face, kind of get it. Um, kind of atmosphere. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy a little bit of both. And I think for me, as a coach, I want a little bit of both. Um, this year, you know, we won't be able to travel, but next year, you know, I, I plan to take my students out of state to play a couple of teams um and also go to memphis um if you really look at it every year there's a team from memphis that wins the state tournament so you know if you want to beat the best you got to play the best
0: that's absolutely right and uh it seems like everybody talks about if they play a tough schedule they always say they went to memphis um (laughs) one more thing we're and then we're going to get you out of here uh who are your women's basketball coaching heroes in the business? Or I should say, since you have gone across both uh, barriers in the game, do you have a men's basketball coaching hero that you have instead?
2: Oh yeah. I would say on the men's side, it would have to be uh, Bob Knight and uh, coach Hurley. Um, on the female side, I would have to say Pat Summitt. Um, I would say Don Staley has made a major impact here. Um, Also, I would say Gino Ariema, Um, he has done some things there in um, Connecticut and has changed the face of that program, Um, just as Don Staley has done with, um, you know, South Carolina. Um, And I hope to be able to do some of those things here. Um, I enjoyed watching the men's final four this year um, and just seeing that, you know, you only have to really be the best team for that amount of time that you're on the court. And so if we keep that mentality, you know, we can be dancing and be a Cinderella team. I, I don't just want to show up every night. I want to compete and um, I want to extend our, our, our season as long as we possibly can.
0: Bob Knight, uh, Hunter's Lane players better get ready for some serious coaching. I love that. Um, and I, I love everything you had to say, Katrina. That was, uh, that was a really enjoyable conversation. And um, we thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Hope I can get you guys out to a game or two.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That was new Hunter's Lane boys basketball coach Katrina Carter. We're going to go to a couple breaks now, and we will return with East Nashville football coach Damian Harris. That's got a good ring to it.
2: You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen?
3: You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car,
2: you kill someone.
3: just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good.
1: After every game we always have a few.
3: It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor.
2: I thought I could hold my liquor.
0: AP, Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Trainer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome,
3: Teresa <laughs> Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every
0: night. That was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham, <laughs> (laughs)
3: Other guy, Wham, married the best-looking girl, Bananarama. So other guy, Wham, had a pretty good life.
0: From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast
3: distribution platform of choice.
1: We're back on Main Street this week, and we are excited to coach Damian Harris. Of course, he was previously the offensive coordinator and associate head coach at Pearl Cone. Damian, thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Definitely glad to be so, here. Damian, uh, so, Damian, congrats on your new role. and I know you told Tyler last week that when that East Nashville job opened – Players at Pearl were asked if if you were going to leave and maybe even pushing you to to go apply for the job. Uh, Did you have to give it any more thought after that, or was that pretty much your green light to to go for it and to put your name in the hat?
3: No, that wasn't a green light. I definitely had to uh, think about it a whole lot. Um, Just because I had been at Pearl Con for so long, um, not only as a coach, but as a player too. So, um, you know, this is like my home for a long time so uh, I had to do a lot of consideration I talk with a lot of different people before I uh, jumped out and decided to um, apply for the job and I also talked to some of the players and see how they would feel about me taking the job and they all you know gave me their gratitude that it would be a great great idea and um, it would be nice if I could be the head coach and so.
0: Yeah, Damian, uh, you just hit on it. Pearl Cohn's just your – that's your home. I mean, you have been an assistant there for a long time, and, of course, your time goes all the way back to playing for those great 96-97 uh, back-to-back teams where you kind of made the ultimate sacrifice going from quarterback to running back in order to help those teams win. What was so special about that group that, that won those two
3: titles? Uh, the, what was real special about it um, – We were real close and really a family, truthfully. I know a lot of people always say their teams are a family, but we definitely are a family. Um, Even to this day, we still communicate with each other, talk, um, and keep – hold each other accountable um, just in life. And I think that was one of the major things. And uh, Coach Fitzgerald, he made – Played a major role with that as being a uh, not only a good coach but a father figure to us.
1: So, Damian, you were an assistant for the past eighteen seasons. I'm curious, during that time, was was becoming a head coach on your radar at all? Did you apply to any other openings, or was or or did you wait until this East Nashville one came around before you decided to you were ready to make that jump? Could you? I'm sorry, the phone was. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the past 18 seasons of you being an assistant coach, was becoming a head coach on your, on your radar at all during that time, or, or were you pretty,
3: um, satisfied with where you were? Oh, um, no. Yeah. Um, I definitely always had the, uh, dream and passion to be a head coach. Um, I was just kind of waiting it out. Um, to hopefully one day probably was going to take over the pro cone, uh, because Burnett, he's, you know, he's in good health and, um, uh, good mind. So uh, just being behind him, I had learned a lot. Plus he was grooming me to be become a head coach. He always, you know, tell me, um, you might want to go look at that job and look at this job. He would always give me, you know, good tips and let me do what I needed to do to be a successful head coach in the future. Um, I had applied uh, like two times to some other places when I was younger And I didn't get the jobs. So um, it's always been a dream to be a head coach.
0: Damian East is graduating a lot of guys uh, off those two great teams they had. What do you know about the returning talent? And what's kind of the spring workout practice schedule look like right now? Do you know yet?
3: Uh, Yes. Um, They... (laughs) They lost some great talent. Like um anytime you go to the state back to back, that's uh, a big accomplishment. And um this senior class that they had last year was pretty loaded with a great quarterback and he had um talented receivers and a few good defensive players as well. So there's always um a lot to lose. But um the way I looked at it was I know I'll be kind of young this year, um, but looking at the the classes that they have coming up, they have some unique talent coming back that's been starting a few games. Um, I know a couple of them, like I said, we in Nashville, it's a small city, so I've been able to keep my eye on a few players. A few of them I was hoping that had came to Pearl Cone uh, when I had met them like in middle school and stuff. Um, that's like Malik boiling. He's going to be a top player. Uh, definitely could see him maybe signing a D one scholarship sometime um, as well as um, Houston. He's one of the leaders, uh, linebacker and um, he's been putting in a lot of work in all season. And uh, right now my all season in the spring is just going to be a lot of installing because um new coordinators coming in offensively and defensively and trying to get to know the players before um, the season starts since I'm kind of getting a late start uh, with the hiring process. And,
1: of course, Jamal Stewart took the Eagles to back-to-back state title game appearances the past two seasons. And even though a lot of the coaches and players are going are to be different this year, uh, Damian, how do you think you'll be able to build on that and the excitement that it generated just around the whole East Nashville community?
3: Um, the whole community actually has been phenomenal. Even the alumni from East, um, I was getting, a, I've gotten a lot of calls from alumni, the community, um, I'm, I'm pretty close with a, a few of the main guys in the community. Uh, so they've been, you know, stirring me in the right way, um, and like you said, coming off, building off Jamal's um, success, uh, me and him, we've talked um, a few times recently. Uh, he's, he's trying to make sure that the players have been straight and uh, helping me out with knowing um, just equipment, knowing everything is. He showed me around the uh, facilities and stuff. So he's been uh, pretty big in this whole offseason as well helping me out, trying to get me accustomed to the things. Cause one thing that I respect about him, he even though he's leaving the players, he didn't want to leave them uh with not a good coach. Like he still had feelings for him. So um he was actually one of the ones that asked me to apply when he said he was leaving. So um uh, just getting that that push from him that was uh knowing he would help out some, like knowing facilities and stuff there was I think it was a big accomplishment. I mean, big on his part and shows a lot of his character.
0: Yeah, getting that getting that recommendation from Jamal, that had to have maybe uh in hindsight, Damien, made you sort of the uh the clubhouse leader to get this job. Um, and probably speaks to just how long you've been around Metro and you were a uh, you just wound up being obviously the the best candidate um and getting it. I, I, I do want to shift gears a little bit. To just looking back at your final season at Pearl Cone, uh, a state runner-up group with just so talented and so much of that talent is going to come back. Do you think right now that that team could be seen as the as the title favorite?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, that Pearl Cone team is going to be real dominant. They have a lot of good leaders coming back. And um, just being with them in this offseason and seeing them work, they're putting in a lot of work, um, not only on the field, but I, as well as the track right now. So they're trying to get bigger and stronger and faster. Um, and they still got a great coaching staff still assembled, uh, which is always a good thing because Renetti always find a way to win. So um, I know that's going to be big. And they're returning a lot, uh, the whole skill and the, on the offensive side is returning as well as uh, like most of the defense. I think they may only lost two defensive players last year to start it. So, and I, I know those type of kids, because I've been around them forever, they hungry, and I definitely know they're ready to try to get back to the state.
1: And that offense that you guys had at Pearl come put up nearly 41 points per game last year. Is your offense at East Nashville gonna gonna try to play a similar similar style this coming season? Uh,
3: well, I, it'll definitely be the similar style, but um, personnel wise, I have to see everything that um, what I'm working with. Like I said, losing a, a big time quarterback that East had last year, as well as two top notch receivers, it's hard to replace. So I can't. Um, To say I'm an average forty, but I would love to uh, at least average somewhere close to that.
0: Yeah, certainly wouldn't certainly wouldn't hurt. Uh, It's uh, always a pretty good thing putting up that that many points. Um, Hey, you know, Damien, I I, you may not be the guy I'm allowed to ask, but what has uh, do you know what Pearl has Pro Cone filled your position yet? Are they still looking at
3: people? have they filled my position
0: have they filled your
3: position yes. yet uh yes um I know jimmy farrell he was one of my assistants and uh, he's also um a quarterback that played under me um he will be um the old scene this year uh he's stepping stepping up into the role that i had played um good kid he knows the game in and out um like I said, he was a good player as well. Um, he's been good coaching. Um, I made sure he knew uh, a lot of the stuff last year. He's been with the freshmen as well as the JV calling plays. And uh, they won a freshman championship last year. So uh, he'll pick up. He, he's a good guy. He knows, like I said, he definitely knows his uh, offense. I was actually trying to steal him and have him come be my OC uh, <laughs> He's yeah. He, like I said, it's hard to leave Pearl Cone because there's so many great people around. But uh, he, he he getting his chance, which is a big thing for him. So I'm excited to see how he does.
0: Yeah, keeping it in the Pearl Cone family, that seems to be the theme um, uh, over there. So, hey, we're going to get you out of here after one more question, Damian. What's your favorite uh, Tony Brunetti saying or Tony Brunetti quote that you've heard <laughs> while coaching under him?
3: I don't know. Man, it's a lot. But my favorite quote from him is, oh, I, it's so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's so funny. I, I'm sure you talked to him plenty of times. But um, oh yeah, his, it, it, one of his major ones is commit or quit. Um, he he loves to say that to the players a lot, commit or quit. Uh, we've had some shirts made with a one year, so that's one of the main things that I liked about him.
0: For sure, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he is a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, every single time, it's a, it's enjoyable. So, hey, Damien, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed having you on.
3: Oh, okay. Appreciate you guys.
0: You bet. That was uh, former Pearl Cone. Offensive coordinator and associate head coach Damian Harris, who's obviously taken over the East Nashville head coaching job. Um, really good conversation there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get you guys out of here, get us out of here. I uh, want to remind you one more time this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. For Russell Venosi, I'm Tyler Palmatier. Join us next week on Main Street Preps this week.